Welcome back to Couples Talk. My name is Steve and I'm here with Connie. Hello. And tonight we're going to talk about honesty. And I'm going to let Connie kick this off because she's yeah, I'm going buried to in a book over read here. read a little something from this book and then I'm going to ask Steve what he hears and if he can relate to it. As um, honesty has been a, a real, real major part of my recovery. So this is what I'm about to read. Honesty opens the door for true freedom. Honesty is the currency of inner strength. Experience the power of sharing your truth. When I is searching outside of herself for an answer, a young woman comes to realize that in the truth, she is already holding the key to her freedom in that moment by claiming the courage to genuinely express what's in her heart. She opens an inner doorway to illuminate her entire experience. Complications unravel, confusion dissolves, the path forward is open and clear. I'm skipping over some of it because I want to get to these last two or three sentences. Honesty puts you on a path to fulfilling your life's purpose and light up your steps along the way. The more you live in alignment with your truth, the more clearly the universe can move and work through you. The truth will set you free. Oh, that's awesome. Nice excerpt. So your question for me on that is? When you hear that, have you any experience, any firsthand experience about any of that? About being in alignment with your truth or? Yeah, I mean, honesty is, I mean, it's an absolute core virtue you have to have for yourself uh, to conduct yourself and certainly with anybody you care about. I think just in general, I mean, honesty is... What the, happens without it? If you're not honest with yourself, you're, you're basically loading up suitcases with baggage. And that baggage is having to remember what you said to somebody to make sure that what you said is the absolute truth. And if it wasn't, you got to go back and kind of re-remember it and try to make it accurate. And if you're honest all the time, meaning you don't, you're not telling lies or you're not having to remember what you said, there's nothing to carry around. It's absolutely the truth. So telling the truth, being truthful and honest, to me, keeps you from carrying a whole lot of baggage around. And it also um, improves the credential that everybody has, which is their own integrity. And if you don't have that, um, then you really are faulty in a lot of other things. Your communications will suffer. Your vocation or avocation will suffer. Your relationships will suffer. Everything suffers at the hand of uh, a lack of integrity at some point. But don't you think most people carry baggage? Well, there's all kinds of baggage. This is just a different load. Mm -hmm. These are different suitcases. But why add to the load? I, I don't think you can address a lot of the other things you might be carrying around if you don't have this piece down. Um, in honesty in communications, honesty with your feelings and with your your thoughts. And I mean, if you don't have that, then everything you're saying, everything you're doing is 
going to come across as disingenuous at some point. On some what about level. the person that would not consider themselves to be dishonest, but they are indirectly dishonest because they don't even know themselves to be able to speak their truth? Well, you think you just said it. If they don't know themselves, then how do they know they're being honest? Because they don't know who they're talking to or who they're talking about. So... I guess what you're really saying is, how do you know if, how, how do you really how know? How do you reach, how do you reach someone that, I guess, well, I guess water seeks its own level. Because I, I do know back when I was 25 and 30, I just started learning what honesty meant. Like I, I remember I would like share a part of a story with my therapist. And to me, it was like, you know, I told him the story. And then a couple of weeks later, I would add on another piece of the story. And he would look at me like, you didn't mention that the other day. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't realize it was like an important part of the story. Mm-hmm. And it was like, when I talk about honesty and rigorous honesty, honesty mm-hmm. is when the neighbor stole the rope. And rigorous honesty is you tell them the cow was attached to the end of the rope. Well, it would literally be the cow part of the story I would have <laughs> left out. And I wasn't intentionally lying, but I didn't know the truth. I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know that omitting that was the same thing as no lie by omission, I guess they And call of course, it. I'm going to be attracted to someone that's not capable of being honest, someone that just wants to blame their soon-to-be ex-wife about everything mm-hmm. and anything. And if she wasn't this and she wasn't that, you know, because they're perfect yeah she wasn't this she wasn't that what about you what were you well that's the thing i used to say to you know when i got more evolved you know when i'd be on a date or listen to some guy talk about his ex-wife and i would always say <laughs> that's got to be a buzzkill right from oh, the start <laughs> well it, it, i all well it's a conversation i like to kind of have uh, you know if someone i think i didn't even have to ask you. You actually just told me right out, yeah, right true. out the door. But I'm thinking if I'm in a conversation with someone for the first time and they're, I know they're divorced or they have kids or whatever, I usually like to ask, you know, how did your marriage fall apart? Now, if they get angry, frustrated, or just blame the other person, that says an awful lot about someone. Mm-hmm. And chances are they're not really ready to become, you know, involved with someone that you know, has different baggage, but at least I could talk about it. There probably isn't a conversation you can't ask me that I'm not going to sit there and shut down and get angry about. And that really says a lot about someone to be able to say, you know, yeah, you know, we we just kind of grew apart. We were together since I was 18 or whatever the case may be. But it's it gives me a sense of how evolved they are or not. And usually the one that's still angry at the ex-wife, they've... You got a lot of growing to do. Yeah, that's the unresolved extra baggage. Or when you're out with someone and all they do want to talk about is their ex-wife. That's, like you said, that's (laughs) it. Yeah, you don't want that. You know, it's fine to, or ex-husband or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, it's fine to, uh, you know, have a few sentences about it, but not to uh, sit there and talk about it. Yeah, well, I, I think we mentioned this in a previous podcast too, and that is this concept of forgiveness. I mean, to me, the fastest, most efficient way to unload your baggage and the first step toward being honest with yourself is to forgive whatever the circumstances were. It doesn't matter. 
It's all in the past. You cannot change the past. Past is dead. It's not coming alive again. But people walk around with the notion that it's somehow still alive. And if they don't forgive themselves, forgive their partner, forgive anything and everything that happened behind them in the rearview mirror, they're never going to get to it. Hmm? You got to admit, most people don't even know that. It was, I think, one of the the best things I'd ever seen one time was Harville Hendricks when he did a, I think one of his couple's workshop is based on sitting across from your partner and saying goodbye. Goodbye to mm-hmm. what is, goodbye to what was, goodbye to most people are just out the door and no goodbye, just send me the alimony or right. see the kids I, in I a few weeks. I think you're right. Most and, people can't see that. But what I'm saying here, having gone through it twice now, is that until you get to that point, you can't really and truly be honest with yourself about that situation or about anything else. And it honestly unloads all that luggage. In one moment of forgiveness, you can absolutely unload a lot of luggage. And And you can focus on the other stuff. Right. And that also frees you up to be more present in the next relationship versus bringing that silent resentment and it's inevitable it is absolutely i dated two guys who were they were both separated when i i met them and um but i stayed with both of them throughout their divorce and uh it's inevitable not to get hurt and i would not date someone again that wasn't a few years at least a year or more totally separated just divorced actually not separated because separated is one aspect of it and then divorce is a whole different aspect I say that without ever having been married but just intellectually it makes sense yeah yeah so I mean you just have to get to that point I mean you really do for me that's the first moment of getting honest with yourself why is after it that you've been married why is it that when and this has been the case. And I would say the same thing about, you know, dating someone in a long-term relationship. And you would ask, you know, when did the marriage start to fall apart? And even people that are married 20 years would say, oh, it was good for about six years. Or it was good for 10 years. And I'm like, well, what did you do the other 10 or 16 years? And they're like, well, you kind of hope it gets better. Why? Why? It's like, I know you've got kids and you kind of... I just, you know, and I love that expression. I forget, is it Dr. Phil or just different gurus say, you know, a child is better off to be to grow up um, or to, what is the expression? Something about, yeah, coming from a broken home versus growing up in a broken home. Mm. You know, it's like a lot of people say, oh, we stay for the kids. So you're telling, you're, you're showing the kids, you know, Stick around with someone that you no love, longer love or respect or no longer loves and respects you. and But we're doing this for you. It's like the message that you're giving the kids, not necessarily you, but the, the message that the kids are learning. I mean, I grew up in a country where divorce was non-existent, so it was never, I didn't know anyone that was separated. I came to this country and every other kid that was 18 or older had either half-brothers, stepsisters, divorced, and it was... It's a different norm in this country, but 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I would, I would know when it's not working. Yeah, I think people, it depends on when they get it, when they are first dating, you know, there's different maturity trajectories in women and men. Expectation sets are different. Um, I mean, there's just a million different reasons why something starts out as a notion of possibility and then it just devolves for whatever reason, combination of financial issues, medical issues, maturity issues, kids come along, they could have medical issues. Circumstances get thrown on top of the dream, so to speak. So how would you, I don't know if you even know the answer to this, but what advice would you give to someone? I mean, it's easier for you now because you've, you know, your kids are grown and, you know, it's kind of just you and I, and for the most part, in a sense of day to day. But what advice, looking back now, because hindsight's twenty twenty, what advice would you give someone that's on year six? And they already have like a child and a half along the way. And, you know, I think that second child is probably going to be a great buffer or it's going to be a new uh, addition to the family. I'm sure that's beautiful, but it'll be a distraction to what maybe not be working. What advice would you give to a guy we'll say, um, as you start to, like, because you knew yourself that both marriages started going mm-hmm. kind of a different direction at some point, and yeah. you, you chose to kind of stay silent for the most part. Yeah. What advice would you give to a young couple who's in their I think, 10 years? I think it's, it's like anything else. You really need to huddle. You need to just check in with each other and just, baseline everything all over again and just you know say honey how often would you suggest to do that i don't know if annually if it's it's not feeling right whenever that feeling comes up you know that's a signal that you know you need to talk about this when does that come along it's hard to know it could be gestating over a period of time and it just sort of flares up with some circumstance or situation but i think generally i mean like an annual check-in, you know, take your honey on a cruise to a beach somewhere or so. I don't know. Um, just get away, the two of you, and just really check You're in. You're not taking me on any cruise ship, honey. <laughs> not a cruise. Um, <laughs> Even before this pandemic. <laughs> um, just make it a point to give yourselves time in the course of a year I to found, check in. So with, with therapy, and I, I find therapy was, was in a relationship of my therapist, Mark, and it was also a relationship with myself. So we did start, we set goals. Yeah. And then after about a year or so, we would go back to the goals and we'd add some or we would check off. I always thought a relationship would be kind of cool the same way. Like, you know, on, on an anniversary, say, okay, where do you see us in the next year? What are your needs? Mm-hmm. What direction are you going to be going in? Have your needs been met this past year? Were there areas that I could have stepped up more to the plate? Yeah. You know, if someone is starting a new job, or in my case, I'm out of a work, it's like, you know, it's it, it, we seem to be doing fine. But at the same time, I'm sure it has an impact, you know, on one another at some level. But we just, you know, I don't think it's enough yeah, to talk about. Yeah, but I think you and I, I check think, in with each other every day, frankly. Yeah. We no, really no, do. I'm not even talking in a sense about us, but in a, in a, um, 
But I do think we, we have our second anniversary coming up in September. And um, I think it will be a good practice to a good thing to start. Yeah, it's just, you know, you know, where do you not necessary? Where do you see us in a sense? But where do you want to be a year from now? And what d- direction you want to be going in? You know, where do we want our podcasts and where do we want not just outside stuff, yeah. but mostly internal? And how are you feeling about things? You know, where, what could I be doing better and different? What is, what is bothering you, if anything? One is of the it, things I always try to, to ask you or find out is if I do need to address you with something, I think I've learned that. I need to talk to you from a place where I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. I find that extremely, extremely helpful for me, for you, and for our relationship versus when I'm in it. Because if you're not available to me when I'm in it, I'm going to get wounded and hurt. And then that's going to create me to either act out or act in or whatever the case may be. So we will address that in one of those or many actually topics because I do think it's, I find it extremely helpful. I think that's a really good point for the next podcast. Which won't be happening tonight. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're signing off from this one because time's up. But uh, we really appreciate everybody listening to this. I hope you're getting something out of it. And we hope you're staying safe. And we want you to have a good night. And reach out to somebody. Stay connected. Bye now. Bye.